Josh Elliott Wolf, Dominic Tremati here with you, coming to you live from the Kintec studio. Kintec, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five star Google reviews, sore feet. What are you waiting for? Find your perfect fit at Kintec.net. You can text in, it is the people's show, so we will take your takes on the 650 650 Dunbar Lumber text line. Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center, or our beauties in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. We also got producer Victor Gauthier here, intern Jag. How are you How are you doing, Don? I'm vivacious. We're going to have a vivacious show. We are. So vivacious. That's Woo! what That's what we're going to do today. Uh, we do have a lot to get into. Canucks starting a very big month for them in terms of competition, trying to continue to establish themselves. An as actually big month, though. An actually big Well, from here on out, it feels like every month is kind of a big month for them. I don't know about that. In what way? Well, it's kind of like sports talk radio. Every show is a big show. Well, okay. Is every month of the NHL season a big month? For every month from here on out. So this month, here, here are the Coles notes of this month and why it is... An important month. Enlighten us. Uh, and by the way, the, the question of the day, I guess, to the 650-650 Dunbar Lumber text line, when I tell you what is happening this month, what do you want to see from the Canucks? Whether it's, hey, tell me what record, how many wins you want to have by the end of the month, or just overall how they're playing. What do you want to see? Just open prompt. Send in your text, 650-650. But starting tomorrow... Five-game road trip starts in Carolina. Then yep. they go to Boston. Yep. So two pretty tough games off the bat. By the way, Demko. Yeah. Snubbing Swayman. Demko and Swayman going to maybe fight at center ice That'd be amazing. on Thursday. Hug it out. Yeah. What if they just hugged yeah. instead of fought? That would be boring. I wouldn't like that. Um, but rego- so Off fi- to Detroit after that. Five-game road trip is, is essentially the... Then Washington, then Chicago. Yeah, we don't have to go through every game. Well, it's five games. Five games. Yeah, you're it's right. You're right. Bad. But uh, 13 games in 24 days. Two of them back-to-backs. Like you said, this weekend, uh, Detroit and then Washington. By the way, both those games, morning games, which you know for the Canucks is never a good thing. No. For some reason, morning games and uh, early afternoon games, they are not. Two TV pregames this week. That's good. Saturday, Sunday. Watch Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah. Dan Riccio and Satyar Shah back on Canuck Central today, by the way. By the way, Bick isn't here again. Yeah. I, I didn't know until Saturday. I looked at the schedule and I was like, this guy's taking an extra day off. That's a you thing. What a veteran move. It is Super Bowl I, week. I was just impressed. It's Super Bowl week. Yeah, he's got a big week ahead. What is, does he have to do? That that makes This is his week, right? I would assume he would be here if it was if it was his week. I guess so. But I'm here. You're here. It's fine. Um he'll be back. Tomorrow for post game, Wednesday for the People Show. Yeah, tomorrow he's back as normal. Regard back to back to why this month is a big month. They play Boston twice. They play the Winnipeg Jets, who are good. good, are very good. They play the Colorado Avalanche. Also to end the month, it is their first matchup with the LA Kings of the season. The struggling LA Kings. The struggling LA Kings who have fired Todd McClellan and are trying fired to get things DJ back Smith. on trick as. Assistant coach. Yeah. Right? Um, so we'll see if they get this new coach bun- bump. There's a couple layups in this month. There is. So you, you got some easy. Well, like every month you're going to have some some layups. Yeah. So uh, why you, is it big? 
because of the competition you're playing against, hey, you just made a big trade, mm-hmm. and you want to show that that trade was fruitful, fruitful, and basically, basically, this month in my eyes is about trying to cement yourself at the top of the NHL. No, I, I don't think, think it so. Is. I think, I think this is. month is about trying to figure out what works in your lineup and what doesn't. You finally, like, barring another minor trade, I don't think they're going to go out and make another, like, big Tanev move or anything like that. I think Tanev's going to be an off-season addition, if anything. Feels That's like what that it feels like. at this point. I think, obviously, these athletes are built to win, and they're going to want to win. But I think the focus for the Canucks this month, especially now with Elias Lindholm in the lineup. By the way, we have to go with Elias, right? It's not Elias. It's Elias. It's Elias. Elias. I've heard Canucks talk going back and forth. I'm sticking with Elias. Elias. Lindy, as the kids call him. I won't call him that personally. Um, Now with him in the lineup and the versatility that he brings, I think this month, uh, and it's a good like it's a good buffer month between the the real like stretch drive of the season and everything that's come before it. This month, to me, Josh, is for the Canucks to figure out their optimal lineup. Especially if you can get Carson Soucy back. If you can get Carson Soucy back and you're completely healthy, that would be great. I do think that's part of this month is like, hey, figuring out what works, where does Lindholm fit. Hopefully it's this obvious fit that they've kind of rolled with. Yeah, don't you think they've cemented themselves as an NHL power this year? Like, I don't think they need this month to do that. But if you can beat Boston once or twice, so beat Winnipeg, Show that you are legitimately what if those that, guys. What if the, that's the only losses they have on this trip or this month? Then, well, okay, then it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe you're a little concerned because you're like, hey, you lost to the two team, the two teams three. that you should be worried oh, about. Two, yeah, yeah. Um, in three games, yeah. But so, so into the six fifty, six fifty, Dunbar Lumber text line. Uh, what people want to see from the Canucks this month. I want to see two solid lines that are clicking with Lindholm. So that kind of agrees with your someone point. Someone said Lindy. Yeah, someone said Lindy. Yeah. I want to see Lindy get, get in seamlessly into the lineup while the Canucks just keep on winning. That's from uh, Chris in Duncan. This one, RD, I want to see Lindholm have a smooth transition into the group, and I want to see him have some quick chemistry with his new teammates. I feel that's really important moving forward. And this one, this is kind of I want to get into as well. Um, Where was it? This one from Nuckhead. What do I want to see from the Canucks this month? Just more of the same. And I agree with that as well. I was looking at the numbers, the stats, some of them underline, all of them underline, actually. And usually people use those to point to the Canucks and say, hey, this is... Tell us, Josh. What is, did you find? This is why the Canucks should be bad. I'm here to tell you why the Canucks should be good. Okay, so I was looking at Evolving Hockey, one of the better data tracking sites in hockey, in my opinion. And I was looking at, in the month of January alone, because January was also a month where... Hey, if you want to say this month, like, they don't need to cement themselves because I would say in January they maybe already did, I can get on board with that. But according to Evolving Hockey, here are the uh, Canucks ranks in the month of January in the NHL. Third in the league in Corsi 4 percentage. That's pretty good. Fourth in goals for per They scored the fourth amount of goals per game in the NHL. First in expected goals for percentage in the NHL in the month of January. Sixth in expected goals for per 60. And second 
in expected goals against per 60. So defensively, they're looking really, really good. So when that texter says, hey, I want to see more of the same, that's the boat I'm on is keep doing what you're doing. And theoretically, you should be even an even better team because you've just added a significant piece who really complements everything that you're trying to do in Elias Lindholm. Like Elias Lindholm should really fit into, again, I know Canucks talk has talked about this. The The fit of Elias Lindholm is former just... former Selkie nominee. It's Was just it too perfect. Uh, two years two ago. Two years ago. Came in third. But it's also, it was the Patrice Bergeron Invitational for a while, and so, so he won. But that's what I want to see. I want to see more of the same from the Canucks this month. Where's your confidence level in Puce Suter? Pretty high. Really? But I, I've always been a, a Pew Suter guy. Like when they signed him, I was I was pretty high on him. He was a guy that I really wanted him to go after in the summer. Um, I think he complements that line, Miller and Besser, pretty well. I do think that him being off power play one is good. One thing I would like to see, though, that the Canucks could maybe explore before the deadline. I know you said, like, hey, there's probably not going to be any major moves. I agree with that. If you can find a way to add someone like Suter who gives you the option to either move Suter down to the fourth line or vice versa, like bring in someone who plays on the fourth line that could play in the middle six, that would kind of be the one piece I'd be I'd be pretty interested in exploring. But in terms of my confidence level in Pew Suter, at the moment, it's pretty high. I, I really like the way he fits into the lineup and he's a, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He is a very, very interesting piece. Uh, 650, 650, Dunbar Lumber text line. You were looking surprised about something? Oh, my computer just okay? froze. That's oh, your all. computer froze. I, I thought there was like breaking news and you were working to make sure it was legit. You got my uh, got my hopes up there for a second. 650, 650, Dunbar Lumber text line. There's one player I'd like to see the Canucks acquire. Uh, I don't think it would happen, but I think it would really help the Canucks if they could get him. And everyone's going to think I'm crazy, but whatever. Thomas Tatar from the Seattle Kraken. Thomas Tatar, why? I just I've always liked Thomas Tatar's game. He's a left, uh, what left wing? I think right wing. He's a he's a winger, yeah. So just uh, what a random name to bring up. Ah, Thomas Tatar. If you could, I mean, look, you it, just want to slow back. It's well, that too. But like, I always feel like there's one player that just randomly gets traded at the deadline. We, we talk about it on the show with Bick. You're just like, oh, okay, that way that works. <laughs> Like, if the Canucks just added Thomas Tatar going into the playoffs as that, like, I think it'd be a fine addition. Yeah, 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 sure. Like, that's the kind of guy you want to add to your roster when you're going on a little cop run, you know? Sure. Like, little, I wouldn't be opposed depth. to it if it's a mid-round pick, you bring in Thomas Tatar. Yeah, but plus, someone like, so, the Kraken aren't going anywhere this year. Like, they don't need Thomas Tatar. Plus, I don't know. They're right outside the playoff picture. Yeah, right now. Yeah, I, they don't I, look good, you know? If I was to pick a team that's going to, like, if I was to predict the first round matchups. I said it on Friday on Canuck Central. I think Seattle's going to squeak into that uh, second wild card spot. So it's going to be Vancouver, you Seattle think? in the first round. That's what I'm feeling. So. That's what, because I have, I don't have a lot of faith in the Kraken, but it's I have. also a UFA next year, so it's a pure rental. Yeah. Kraken could, you know. You, I'm not opposed to Tatar. I just, if they, if there's a guy. If they fall out, he's, they're going to sell him. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, again, the, 
This is how rumors start in Vancouver. Watch tomorrow, headline news. It's well, his it's name, hard in Vancouver. His name isn't as exciting as uh, Joel Erickson Act. This no. one, uh, Drew in the River District, Eberly over Tatar. I would prefer Eberly. You're but not he, getting Eberly. He, he would cost more. Yeah, five point five. You don't have the room for that. You don't have the room for that. That's fair. Tatar is only one point five. Um, but that is the kind of guy where it's hey, it's a low cost, a guy who you know can fit into your lineup. He has NHL experience. That's the kind of guy I'd be interested in bringing in, just because at this point, I really are Tatar, Tatar, or like I would be, I'd be interested in neither of them, but Tatar or anyone like that is fine. Just a guy who is a veteran, maybe brings NHL experience, is fine in or out of the lineup. Um, maybe I would like someone a little more versatile. Because here's the thing, right? Leas Lindholm is a center. But well, he plays gonna, wing as right, well. Right, yeah, but we're gonna, they're going to have him play wing on the Canucks. You could be so deep down the middle if you find a third or fourth line that has Elias Lindholm manning it in the middle. Then you add oh, a guy like Tatar. Oh, you want to go three lines deep on this. Then you add a guy like Tatar? I don't know about that. Because I, I still think your, your best lineup, your ideal lineup, has Elias Lindholm in the top six. I know, but if you want to go deep the in the playoffs... If you want to go deep in the playoffs... you got three you, good lines like that, you know? But they have three good lines so like Then that. you can have four good lines like that. But they, I don't know if you need four good lines like that. Why not? Because they have a Do decent... Do for a cup run? They have a decent enough fourth I'm line. I'm just saying, you have the option. They have, the team has the versatility now. Sure. You have that extra center. Uh, this one, Jordan Greenway. His name's been linked as well. Uh, 650-650, Dunbar Lumber text line. Keep your text coming in. I'm glad you brought up the lines, though, because as the lines are shaped right now, we've seen today, we saw yesterday, the Canucks practicing both the power play and kind of how they're going to put out their lines in Carolina tomorrow. And based on what we saw, Suter Miller-Besser looked like a line, and we're not surprised by that. That was already together. Uh, Joshua Bluger Garland, obviously. Hoaglander, Oman Lafferty, obviously again. Those those three lines have all been together for a bit of time now. But Lindholm, the new addition, slotting in with Mikheyev and Pedersen. As we thought he would. As we thought he would. Even Rutherford was mentioning. It's a it's, natural fate. It's the natural Who's out, put uh, Lindy in. And the one thing I keep talking about with this addition and that line is... How excited I am about how they'll play defensively, which sounds boring, but if they can control play like they should be able to, you look at each individual piece of that line, Ilya Mikheyev, Elias Pettersson, Elias Lindholm, I don't care who's playing center either, whereas before when Pettersson was playing with JT Miller, I preferred Pettersson at center. If Pettersson is playing with Lindholm, I don't care which one of them is center. Lindholm's better at faceoffs, so you'll probably have him taking the majority of the faceoffs. But in terms of defensive responsibility, I have no preference either way. But it just feels like they're going to control things in their own end to a a really great degree. And that's what I'm really excited to see play out. Plus the transition attack, Mikheyev, if he continues to come back from this ACL injury and and get some some of his speed back, Pedersen was someone who can hopefully finish better than Kuzmeko had been this year. I'm really, really excited to see how that line plays as a whole. 
And so one thing I was I put out on Twitter that got more traction than I expected it to. Sometimes I put things out and just I'm like, hey, I'm putting this out so that I can come back to it later and either be right or wrong. This one got a little more traction than I thought it would. But this is how if I was Rick Tockett, and I'm not, so it's fine as far as I know. This is how I would want these lines to be deployed. This Mikheyev Pedersen Lindholm line should be your matchup line. You should be playing them against other teams' top scorers, putting them in positions where they are the go-to defensive line. To the point where in the playoffs, teams are like, oh man, I am so scared to play against these guys because they are going to be so good at both ends of the ice. It's going to be overwhelming. That's what I want from this line. And then I want the Joshua Bluger-Garland line to get the secondary matchups because we've seen they've been... Solid defensively, Joshua Bluger playing a key role on the penalty kill as well. Um, But they've also been able to control play so much in the offensive zone that if they can keep those secondary scoring options from other teams in their own zone, that's something I would really like to explore as well. And, And they've kind of been going that way lately. They've been the secondary matchup line. But having those two lines as your kind of matchup lines opens the opportunity for Suter, Miller, Besser to get all the soft matchups. And there are going to be moments where you want them to get their minutes, Miller and Besser to get their minutes. So you're going to put them out there against some better competition. But if the opportunity arises, you should really be trying to get those guys against bottom six lines because they should theoretically be able to pick them apart. Like Miller and Besser have been great this year. Suter is coming on. Yeah. And... That's that's kind of the underrated part of this Lindholm acquisition that I'm really interested in seeing is if it frees up someone like JT Miller to be more of an offensive mind. And I think that would really unlock the potential of what this team could be down the stretch. I also like the fact that if, let's say that Micaiah Patterson Lindholm line is struggling a little bit or the Suter Miller Besser line is struggling a little bit, it's a hot swap between Patterson Suter Lindholm Suter. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. I the one thing we haven't really talked about too much is like the Lindholm if they play him with Miller. Because we haven't even really seen that as a something that's been thrown around. Yeah. It's more been like, hey, either Lindholm with Patterson. But they have the luxury of being able to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to your point, when we talk about, hey, what do you want to see this month from the Canucks? Explore all the options. Yeah, find what works. Find what works. Maybe something works and you're encouraged by it. Yeah. But don't be afraid to mix it up, especially when you're playing soft teams like the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Washington hasn't been great this year. Um, Minnesota. There, there are opportunities yeah. for you to go out there and do like shake up the lineup a bit and see what works best as you head into the playoffs. So you have a buffer. You have a lot of time to figure it out. And that's the other benefit of bringing someone like Lindholm in this early is having the opportunity to explore all these options and figure out what works best as you head in to the postseason. Speaking of trades, you were working last week. I was. Did you? I have, tend to work most. Did you? Uh, well, well, I was doing something else on Thursday and Friday mm-hmm. when everything went down. Yeah. Thirty-two thoughts. Um, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday was when the trade happened. Yeah. But you were already gone. By I was then. already gone. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you have friends that text you hockey questions? Yeah. Did any of your friends text you, Sidney Crosby getting traded to Vancouver? 
No. I had two different friends ask me if Sidney Crosby is going to come to Vancouver. No. I, I think my friends are more... Uh, educated <laughs> i didn't want to say it but like more in tune than that like they know Sidney crosby isn't gonna get traded um no what what i get is like a hey josh what are you hearing and i'm like i don't hear things guys i i'm the producer I, I get the same text but half the time i can't say anything like to you the other actually great story so can we say this yes we can say this oh, okay so i had gotten the scoop that the Canucks were in hard on on Elias Lindholm. Like it was, they were working on it. Everything was, you know, going towards that direction. But I couldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And um, and then Rutherford goes on the Evil Telecom, yeah, the day of the trade, Wednesday, and tells the hosts of that particular show, "Well, there's, you know, there's maybe no reason why happens. we, you know, maybe we could have something happen before the All Star." Yeah. And my spidey senses were like, Lindholm, 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 Lindholm. But I can't say anything because I can't, like, I've been told not to. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it's definitely Lindholm. Lindholm's coming. It's going to happen. It could happen today. And then when the show wraps up, we're sitting in the prep lounge. And I look over at you. I'm like, they're going to trade for a center. Yeah. And you're like, "Is is is it Lindholm? I was like, I can't tell you. And you're like, if I guess it correctly, will you tell me? I was like, no, I can't tell you. <laughs> because I had already guessed it. <laughs> and then the whole time I'm just like, you're right. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, he's you right. Didn't, you but... didn't reveal it though. Uh, you didn't lead on. I I left the parking garage being like, you know what? Maybe it isn't Lindholm. And, and then, then I get home. It's Lindholm. <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes later, Elliot Friedman's like, hey, things are intensifying between uh, Lindholm and the Canucks. And it was... Uh, yeah. It was crazy how Tanev got, like, mixed in there late. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. For a moment, I was like, wow. Uh, all of Canucks Twitter was abuzz thinking, Did like, you man, really think that Alvin is cooking. Um, I was like, no way. If The only way I thought it would happen is if they traded Zadorov in another move. Like, if it was a weird three-team trade where... Or maybe two separate trades that happened coincidentally. Yeah. But, but it wasn't going to happen in the construct of that Lindholm trade. No. Yeah, yeah no. Because there was no way to free up the cap space yeah. again unless you were doing a three-team trade. Um, or having another team retain some salary. But, yeah. It, it would have been exciting. It would have been... I know Jamie said this on Conduct's Talk last week. It's like, that's the heat check, you know? Yeah. Bang! Bang! <laughs> um, that's the heat check for, for Rutherford and Alvin is trading for Lindholm and Tanev. But... Um, I I didn't think it was a super real possibility, especially because it's just so hard to bring in that much cap space yeah. in one trade in how the NHL is set up at the moment. That's how it goes. Before we go to break, what did you think of All-Star? Uh, what, did you, what did you think of the draft? What did you think of the skills, and what did you think of the game? The draft, I thought, well, first off, the draft I wasn't really able to watch because right. I was on air while I was You must happening. have seen the clips. But I was seeing the clips. It was... You know what? I think people crapped on it more than it deserved. Really? I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine too. I thought the celebrities made it fun. Yes. I think having celebrities there every year yeah. is uh, is probably the best move. Celebrities I they were... who care about hockey too. That yes. was big. Mm-hmm. Like Tate McRae clearly cares about hockey. We all know about Justin Bieber's affiliation with the Leafs. We Michael know about Buble. Will Arnett. He loves the Leafs. Michael Buble, high on shrooms. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
That was fun. I, I thought it really brought a spotlight on the league that wouldn't have been there otherwise. Like all the tater tots this weekend. Is that were, what Tate McCray fans yes, are called? Yes, yeah. Oh. Um, are you a tater tot? No. Well, uh, maybe I am now. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, like she brought eyeballs to the to the event. I saw it a lot more on and not uh, just Canadian eyeballs, but like yeah, yeah, American eyeballs from TikTok were like, "Yo, she lit it up on the weekend." Like yeah. she was the best thing. Um, I the one thing I didn't like is they were just cowards with the uh, the final pick. I want someone to be the last. Pick, yeah, you know, don't yeah. don't make it random. I don't need the NHL to be like we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, Oliver Bjorkstrand, he makes enough money. It's fine. He yeah. can be the last pick. Vinny Trocek, he can be the last pick. Yeah. They're going to be okay. They will survive. And maybe do a rehearsal next time. It was kind of funny how like, no, you, you take you take the envelope. No, 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 no. The envelope goes there. It's like, yeah. do we not know what we're doing? It's fine. Um, the all-star skills I thought were much better than previous years. Yeah, but I thought it was also a low bar. Yeah. I think it was good for the league to get back to like, normal skills comps. I really like the idea of having, and I know Sebastian Ajo wasn't a fan of it today. He was talking to Carolina yeah. media and he was like, oh, I, I kind of wanted to play. Um, but I really liked the idea of having only 12 of them yeah. in it. Cause like having maybe all, maybe don't like Kucherov in it next year. Yeah. Maybe that was a bad call. 11 all-stars in Kucherov. In yeah. The, the skills By the way, can you believe people are really thinking he should lose his heart consideration? For this weekend? Yeah, Come so Elliot Friedman reported that in 32 Thoughts. Well, it wasn't just Elliot. Like, this was like a narrative going around over the weekend across the league. Yeah. that's like, a, oh, oh, Come on, people. It's an all-star. I weekend. mean, I still, even currently, I still wouldn't pick him, even if it wasn't for the skills. But like, to, like, ax him out completely yeah. from voting? Come that's on. a little excessive. Um, but I do think he could have put more effort in, because I think there are a lot of players who make less money than yeah. him that were there that would have loved to yeah, absolutely. be competing. I think I think he wanted to and then once things started going poorly for him he just gave up. It was a bit of a poor sport moment yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Which I which I'm not a fan of. I like how Pasta played stage. it up though. Yeah. That's like why you should played do, the enemy, yeah. Is you should be you should just treat it like a like, like a cartoonish thing. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know? It's fine. I thought the games were the worst part of the weekend. But I don't know what you can do about that. I agree. If it almost feels like they're too long, right? Like ten minutes each half. I, I, I'm kind of over three on three. Ah, uh, you know what I want to see come back? Five on five. North America versus Team World. Five on five. Do you think they would care though? No. But give me five on five hockey again. I disagree. I like the three on three, mm-hmm. but I, I do think. There are better ways to go about it. One thing I was thinking when I was watching is like, hey, get rid of offsides in the All-Star game. Oh, he's so... Just, it would be cherry-picking. No yeah. one will play defense. Exactly. That's what I want in the All-Star oh, game. it would be awful. No, I want that in the All-Star game for sure. Or... Like, get nuts. Score a bunch of goals. That's exciting. Yeah. Do what the do what the NFL does with uh, flag football. Mm-hmm. Have of, flag hockey? No, no, no. Oh. Not flag hockey. Road hockey. Oh, Go outside? No, no, no. Get rid of the ice. Cover the ice in like... like uh, I don't know if I'm on board with like this Like a idea. plaster or whatever uh, like, a, like a flat surface? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then have them running around? Yeah. I don't know if I love that. I love that. I don't know. I, if you're not, I'm, I'm not on board. If you're not going to take it seriously, at least be gimmicky about it. Yeah, maybe. Think about that. NHL All Stars playing road hockey. I think there are better ways. Imagine to Imagine they're using those those like hard orange balls too. 
that really hurt when it hits <laughs> your skin. Really and the goalie no has like the street pads. That's, that's the key. Yeah. No pads except for the goalies. Yeah, the yeah, goalie yeah. just has like the foam ones that yeah. aren't actually doing anything. Give me that. Maybe. I I think there are more there are better gimmicky ways. No helmets. We got a break, by the way, Mister Clock Management, Time Management. We yeah. got a break. Uh, it is the People Show. Josh Elliott, Wolf, Dominic Schmatty. On the other side, we're going to get into uh, some football talk. We might circle back to everything Canucks related. Six fifty, six fifty. Get your texts in um, on what you want to see from the Canucks this month, and as the season rolls on, like what more do you want to see from them as? these games get more and more meaningful keep those texts coming in 650 650 dunbar lumber text line it is the people show josh elliott wolf dominic schmatty sportsnet 650